0: Chapter 4 of The Graveyard Riddle. I paced around the living room as Frankie sat by the couch, watching me go back and forth across the carpet. Mum wasn't home from work yet. Mum is how they call mom yes, in Europe. I okay. I, I kept checking the driveway as if that would make her appear quicker. For sale? Our house? There must be a mistake. I was tempted to ring the number on the sign and tell them that they had put it up a sign up on the wrong garden and that it should be in the next door's garden num- at number one. But something stopped me. What if they said I was wrong? Okay, so something else that they say is it's time that she wants to ring someone. That means call. So instead of saying, I need to call somebody. And then do you know what they call a yard? Like a front yard, backyard? They call it a garden. So we'll say, like, we want to go in the backyard. They say, you want to go in the garden? Isn't that crazy? But something stopped me. What if they said I was wrong? Oh, and another thing? You know how, like, pretend our address was 14? Mm Mm-hmm. Ruble way? They would say, ruble number 14. Isn't that weird? Mm -hmm. It's just so backwards. Or maybe, actually, we're the backwards one. We came next. I went to the kitchen and walked around there a few times. Any second now, Mom would come in, looking as shocked as, as I felt, saying there had been a mix-up. She called the real estate agent, and the sign would be moved, and everything would go back to normal. But then I noticed something else. The shelves in the kitchen were usually piled high with junk mail, recipe books, keys, loose change. Now the shelves were clear, and our stuff had been replaced with three glass jars filled with dried pasta. I felt my stomach slowly twist into a tight knot, as the reality of it was going to To be going on began to dawn on me. Mom hadn't been decluttering the house to look nice for us. She had been tidying up so that the house was ready to sell. Frankie trotted into the kitchen. Oh, Frankie, what's happening? I said. I picked him up and gave him a squeeze. A car pulled in the driveway. I waited, and then I heard Mom fumbling her keys, and the front door flew open. Melody! Melody? It's not as bad as it looks, I promise, she called out. She came into the kitchen, and I put Frankie down on the floor. And he trotted over to her. I'm so sorry, Melody. I didn't realize the real estate agent was gonna put the sign up today, she said. I felt the air rush out of my lungs. It wasn't a mistake. She took a step towards me, and I stepped back. I wanted to tell you first, she said. It all happened a bit faster than I was expecting. What about team MC, mum? What about us always being in everything together? I said. I don't want to move. Mum's fa- face fell. Let me explain. We can't afford to stay here anymore. It's just too expensive. But we can find somewhere else, somewhere really special. What are you talking about? I said, this is our home. I know, but we have to face the facts, said Mum. Let's have a look at some properties on the laptop later, shall we? There are some lovely places out there. Oh, so you've already been looking, have you? Without me, I said. How could you have lied to me, Mum? How could you have not told me? especially after what dad did. You're, you're just as bad as him. Mom looked like I had been, like she'd been slapped. After all, I knew what I said would hurt her. Dad was the biggest liar we have had ever known. She took her jacket off and put it back on the back of the kitchen chair. I didn't lie to you, Melody. I was just waiting for the right moment to tell you, but it's the truth. We've got to find somewhere cheaper to live. No, I said you can't do this, Mum. You can't force me to move. I th- I thought of something. You've got to get in touch with Dad. If he knew we were struggling to afford to live here, then he'd help. Mum stared at the floor. We didn't need we don't need him, Melody she said. He made his choice. I recognized a steely determination in her voice. That's how she sounded in the weeks after Dad left. There was no changing her mind when she was like that. She looked back up at me. "'You've got to be grown up about this, Melody,' she said. "'The real estate agent called me when I was driving home, "'and we've got our first viewing coming this evening.' "'This evening?' I yelled. "'Yes,' said Mom. She looked really tired. "'I'm going to get changed.' "'She headed upstairs, and I stood there for a moment, "'trying not to cry. "'Come on, Frankie,' I said. "'Let's go for a walk.' "'I put on my shoes, and I clipped Frankie's leash onto his collar. "'As I closed the door, I saw the for-sale sign again.' The realization that it wasn't a mistake smacked me right in the chest. Mom had denied it, but she clearly lied to me. So much for Team MC. We aren't a team in the slightest. I hurried down the alleyway into the graveyard as I walked so fast that Frankie was struggling to keep up. So I picked him up and I tucked him under my arm and I went past the old horse chestnut tree and then the water tap and headed to the overgrown area where the crumbling wall is. I slowed down as I stum- stumbled through the weeds. Uh, the stinging a stinging nettle brushed against my knee, and that was when tears began to fall. I climbed over the pile of bricks and stopped. The plague house stood still and silent in front of me. Now that I knew what it was, it looked spookier than ever. I wiped my cheeks with the back of my hand and walked up the door. Walked up to the door. I reread the sign across the doorframe and shivered. Lord have mercy on us. I checked for I check for a painted cross on the door, but there wasn't anything here. The door had probably been changed many times since the days of the plague and it was still all it was still all open, and I squeezed right through the small gap in the first room. My eyes adjusted to the dim light and I put Frankie down. I listened for a creaking noise coming from upstairs, but all I could hear was a buzz of a bee going past the window and a caw of a distant crow. I took a few deep breaths and wiped the rest of my tears away. I looked around the room, and there was a big crack running down one of the walls. It was so deep that I could fit the tips of my fingers in the gap. Oh, that's creepy. A house that has literal cracks in the wall? That's creepy, huh? Yeah. I walked through the back room. It was a bit longer. It was a bit lighter today, with a yellow sunbeam stretched across the room through the low window. Tiny specks of dust dance in the shaft of light. I love that. Have you ever seen that when light comes through room and you can see like little pieces of dust? Looks like kind of like little tiny fairies, huh? That's really cool. Tiny specks of dust dance in the shaft of light. I looked around me, imagining the poor plague victims all huddled together. I was glad that Frankie was with me. I let go of his leash and he wandered around the room. He went to the corner and I could hear him sniffing and sniffing. He'd found something what is it Frankie I said I went over and saw a crumpled blanket I hadn't noticed it yesterday but the corners of the room were so dark I wouldn't have been it would be easy to miss I looked for the pebble on the windowsill it was gone that's weird I said there was a pebble on the windowsill but it was gone that's weird I said I looked all around the floor to see if it had fallen but there wasn't anything there I sat down on the thick window ledge, and I lifted Frankie up beside me. We looked through the graveyard. I could see someone walking along the pathway in the distance, carrying a watering can as they tended the grave. I sighed as I sat looking out the window. The thought of leaving chestnut closed made me feel physically sick. That house was all I'd ever known. I'd lived there since I was a baby. I'd learned to ride a bike on the lawn and the back of the garden. Mum had brought Frankie into the house as a little puppy and he'd scampered down the hallway and jumped into my lap and licked my face as I sat across on the kitchen floor. I remember one time when dad threw a sheet over the dining room table, making my own little den. He'd filled it with cushions and books and fairy lights and I'd spend the whole weekend under there. Number three, chestnut clothes was everything to me. It was my home. When I... Mm-hmm, when I thought of dad... There was a part of me that wished for a moment that he was back with us. If he was still around, then none of this would be happening. We'd have enough money, and we wouldn't have to move at all. But then I remembered his lies, and my stomach twisted into a giant knot once more. Aw, poor girl, huh? Poor sweetheart. Dang it.